Welcome to Out of the Arts with Beth and Amy. We will help you bridge the gap between an arts career and a career outside the arts industry. Why do artists find jobs outside the arts industry? This is a totally taboo topic. And it's one we want to talk about because we don't hear people talking about it. And it's important to see something happening, otherwise you worry you're alone. And you're definitely not alone. Amy had to introduce me to the idea of pay-to-sing programs. Where does that money even come from? And the older I get, the more I ask that question. It's also the more I don't have that answer. And while Amy and I left theater for the long haul, I know we both had jobs while in the entertainment industry, where we were doing arts in the evening and a nine to five during the day, or we had side hustles along the way. And it's a normal thing for a lot of people. It's also a normal thing for a lot of people, not just in the arts industry. So we're not alone. But in the arts industry, so often we feel like we should be ashamed because we're not making all of our income from being an artist. Maybe we're less of an artist for it. You're not less of an artist. So looking for a new job or a career, sometimes it's an additional job, sometimes it's temporary. All of these things are normal, valid, and acceptable for you as an artist. If it happens in other industries, why not the performing arts? What are some reasons that we're leaving the arts industry? Let's get started with family. Family is a big one. You might end up looking for a new job because you want to have a family or you want to spend more time with your family. Maybe you need to take a little time off to spend with your family suddenly that wasn't planned. This is a huge one. It's so, so, so crucial to a lot of people. I can tell you that my experience was I stopped doing the irregular and erratic theater lifestyle and tried to find a nine-to-five because my parents were extremely sick. My mother was diabetic and had had a debilitating heart attack. My father was diagnosed with cancer and was undergoing chemo and surgeries. So I wanted to be home. I wanted to be home as much as possible, and I wanted to be close to home in the case of an emergency. My brother and I were both living at home, helping to take care of our parents, helping to take care and pay bills around the house and medical bills. And my priorities just shifted. That's just what happens sometimes. It wasn't expected. But what came out of it for me was actually a huge positive because I found that I could still feel fulfilled and happy in a new industry as long as I was still sharing ideas and storytelling and communicating and working with people. I know Beth has told me about a friend of hers who got pregnant and while she had a great theater background and had totally planned to move forward with that as her career, she eventually realized that it wasn't a stable enough situation for her to be a single parent. And so she had to make the difficult choice to leave the theater for her child. And these are things that happen every day. They can be 
excruciating and extremely hard to work through. And I mean, that's a whole different story. We actually have a previous podcast are on the emotional journey of leaving the arts. I advise you check that one out too, if this is a topic that's ringing true with you. But either way, I mean, these things happen and they're completely valid. If your family is important to you, they have to come first. Another thing that we need to take into consideration is funds. Money makes the world go around, the world go around, the world go around. Yes, it does. And in a corporate setting, you might be worried about the company you're working for. You might not be paid equally to peers in your position in other companies. When you are worried about a company in the corporate setting, you might be worried that they might be going bankrupt. Maybe you know that their finances aren't necessarily great and you are looking at taking a foot out the door. And that's totally normal. You should, because if you have to worry about a paycheck coming in, that's a good reason to leave. So whether you are not being paid great or you're worried about the status of the business you're working for, people leave those situations all the time. Why not do that in performing arts? If we know we're not being paid what someone else doing similar work is being paid, why wouldn't we transfer to do what that someone else is doing in our own way, but moving to do that? My first job out of grad school, I made under $30,000 a year. And I loved my job. I loved what I was doing. 100% loved. Loved so many of the people, loved the work. Loved the organization, but I cannot build from that. I was barely paying bills. And I was lucky to live in a small town where being paid under $30,000 a year, I could afford to live. But living anywhere else, that would not have been an option. In about five years... I gained $20,000 by changing roles and changing companies. So getting married later on, yeah, I could have taken a job where I was making less because now we have two incomes for one house and that makes life a little bit easier. But is that still right? I don't know. That's a decision only you can make. You can, you're the only person who can decide what is your time worth. You're the only person who can answer that question. But if you are worried about making enough money, if you're not making enough money, maybe you have kids and kids are expensive and you're like, oh crap, need to pay for kid. So you need to pick up another job, look at transitioning to another career. Those are all normal things. Another big piece of the puzzle is time and lifestyle. Maybe you need a new structure so you can put the kids to bed. Maybe you want to be free on the weekends for socializing. Maybe you need a different schedule because you have a spouse who needs it. 
Either you want to be on the same schedule or you need to be on different schedules to make sure childcare is taken care of. Maybe you're burnt out and just need something different, period. I became burnt out at a previous job and it was not a good situation for myself or for my employer and so I left. And I took a lot of time to myself to focus on what I needed to focus on to get my mental health back to a place that was safe and healthy and to be able to move forward in a way that I felt confident moving forward. This is very, very valid. All of these are valid reasons. And we see things like nurses working night shifts when they start nursing. You know, (laughs) the freshman nurses get all the crappy shifts, right? Or you take on a lot of extra shifts. Or you take on a lot of extra shifts to make a little extra money. And then as they get older... They will start working in offices or swap to day shift. I have a nursing friend who is a surgical nurse, and so she works a sort of typical nine to five in the hospital, which is extremely lucky and extremely rare. Working long nights can be hard on a person, especially for an extended period of time. And some people really love it. I personally am a night person. I'm a night owl. I do my best work starting at like 2 p.m. That's when my brain turns on, even if I've been up since 6. Like my brain doesn't really start working fully until halfway through the afternoon and my regular work shift is done. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. Some people do the night thing. But I know Beth, especially... You know, the older she gets, the more of a morning person she becomes. And I think that's pretty normal, too. My mother used to mention that, that she didn't used to be a morning person. But by the time I came along, uh, she was getting up at like four in the morning. And that was her thing. And she loved being up before everyone and having time to just sit and read the paper or read a book and get her gather her thoughts for the day before five kids came bumping down the stairs. There's a lot of you, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're a big family. So people change as they get older. Sometimes, you know, it goes the other way, too. Sometimes you were a morning person and now you're a night person. Either way, we need to understand this about ourselves and don't need to be mad or upset about it because that's a huge part of who we are and helps us step into the next role. And I say this a lot. I'm super guilty of this. I say 20-year-old Beth would be very disappointed in 30-year-old Beth. Like, I don't even drink anymore. 20-year-old Beth, 21-year-old Beth, 22-year-old Beth. Would not know who this person is. And I'm super guilty of looking at myself and saying, oh, my younger self would not approve. But you know what? My younger self was real dumb. (laughs) 
My younger self did a lot of shit my younger self should not have done. Yeah, youth is wasted on the young. It's it's a thing. <laughs> well, part of me thinks 20-year-old Beth would not approve. The other part of me has to really remember 20-year-old Beth was dumb. And while she may not approve, her approval is not necessary. Yeah, and also not just getting older, but taking into account things are different now. The money situation is different. You have a husband and a partner that depends on you and vice versa that you have to take into consideration. There are now health issues that you have to take into account in your lifestyle that weren't there when you were 20 years old. Oh, yeah. If 20-year-old Beth knew how bad 30-year-old Beth felt, 20-year-old Beth would be very upset about it. She would probably be very upset about turning 30 anyways. But yeah, I mean, your life changes so much. You can't expect a 10-year gap in age and to keep the same life. I hope you don't keep the same life. I hope your life gets better. I hope you learn and you grow when you evolve. Or I hope that if you are comfortable in one place, which is also perfectly valid, that you're still finding something new and exciting and fun in it every day to keep you going. Truth. And our last part that we wanted to talk through today is actually about not staying in the same place. Well, physically anyways. It's about changing locations. We move. It happens. Maybe you moved away for school. You, you moved to Philadelphia for school. You really loved it. You stayed there. You worked there. And then you had to move home. Maybe you moved to New York City and then you had to move back to Philadelphia. I know that's happened for several people who used to work in New York and they worked on Broadway and they worked on tours. And there aren't Broadway and there aren't tours. So they moved home to get more consistent work during COVID. And that's... A normal thing. So whatever the reason, if you've had to move and you've had to change locations, maybe you can't find a job with the same pay scale. Maybe you need an increased pay scale. I moved from a small city to Nashville, Tennessee. That's a huge difference in cost of living. I could not make what I made in in that other town and still be able to live in any kind of comfort. Would not. That's not a thing. And so when you move, you might change jobs. You might look for something different. Even if you're staying in the arts industry, maybe you look for something more managerial so you get a pay increase. Maybe you moved somewhere cheaper and you can take a pay cut and do something that's more fun, something maybe you love more. I mean, both are legitimate. You just need to decide what works for you, right? So much of this is knowing who you are, understanding where you are in life, and what works for you right now. Maybe it didn't serve you three years ago. Maybe it does not serve you three years in the future. But you need to figure out what is best for you right now. So if you're moving, you need to understand, can I do a 45-minute commute? Do Can I do the wear and tear on my car? Can I do a pay change? And moving is also a really cool opportunity to restart 
it's a cool chance to start over. So it is a nice time to build something new if you've been thinking about it. Whether you're going up or down the ladder, you know, you might go laterally, whatever change that is, moving is kind of a nice new fresh start. According to the 2019 Bureau of Labor Statistics Employee Tenure Summary, people ages 25 to 34 are averaging 2.8 years per job. What this means is that people are moving around quite a bit. We're no longer in the age where you start at the firm or the company at age 22 as a junior whatever and work your way up to the top and retire 44 years later having worked for the same company your whole life. That's not a thing anymore. We're starting to realize that we can do so much more. We can move around and still have a full career. You can take time off and go back to things. You can start a side hustle and then grow that into something huge. There are so many different options and you just have to choose what's right for you at any given time. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you're disloyal. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're incapable. It just means that you realize that you can do something else and you want to do something else and you should do something else. A lot of people I've heard say, if you want a pay raise at your current company, leave and come back. <laughs> and it's true. Like, it's, it's a company and it's a business. And while we love theater and we love the arts, I can tell you that the people at the top are looking at it like a business. 100%. And so you don't have to, if you worry that you're not being paid a great amount, and no matter where you are, whatever industry you're at, the best thing to do is leave and come back. Because unless you're part of a union, I guess the union is the exception to the rule. But, I mean, the best thing you can do for yourself, if you're looking for a pay raise, leave and come back. And that really explains the 2.8 years Yeah, at, at a business. That makes sense. Yep. And so we think it's really important to talk about these things. All of these things, like we said, are kind of taboo. But honestly, not talking about these things, the only person that helps is the employer. It's like a very, I'm going to get political for a moment, but it's a, it's a very capitalist procedure, not talking about pay, not talking about mental health, not talking about the employee's needs and desires. All of this is only helping your employer control you, essentially, and devalue and dehumanize you. And you are a full person. Don't ever let yourself forget that. So talk about these things. It's important to know you're not alone. And it's important to know that your choices, whatever they may be, are valid. And they don't make you less of an artist. No. You can take the person out of the arts, but you can't take the arts out of the person. Never, ever forget that. You will always be an artist, whether you do 
one performance a year or zero performances a year or you're still in it 24-7, you will always be an artist. Once an artist, always an artist. Out of the Arts Podcast was created, written, and produced by Beth Partham and Amy Shake because we are super excited to flaunt our awesome transferable skills in any way, shape, and form we can. Audio Engineering by Beth Partham. And Music by Amy Shake. Because if we're still paying on our student loans, we are definitely going to keep trying to use our degrees in the way they were intended. Out of the Arts Podcast is copyrighted by Out of the Arts LLC 2021.